Last time, on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we kicked off Season 4 coverage of The Crown. We set sail with Dickie Mountainbatten as he went out to the sea and went kaboom, and I guess we'll see you again someday, Dickie. We also met uh, Thatcher. She is hatched. She is the Prime Minister, and we'll see what she has in store for uh, Queen Elizabeth and company. And we also met the Manic Pixie Dream Girl known as Princess, or soon-to-be Princess, Diana. We'll see uh, where all that goes this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And just like that, we're back. Yeah, uh, it is a little bit uh, more calm than it was last week, Dave, when, when we were recording. So, you know. Hopefully this will be a, a relaxed uh, run through of, of the crown, right? Sure. I mean, this episode is like a vacation, so <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say, yeah. But uh, Dave, how are you this week? I'm okay right now. I got my my first Moderna COVID vaccine this afternoon. So if listeners of this podcast start to hear Dave from now on and I'm not th- here, you know what happens. I'm, I made it. Or if this episode I, I collapse and, and you lose me, it's because of my... Uh, mutation. You know, my, my mutation, yeah. Next, year, <laughs> next week I'll be like Beast from the X-Men. I'll be blue hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, all kidding aside from what we hear here, it should be safe for the most part, so... Yeah, just maybe a day or two of discomfort, but I'm doing okay so far. I'm not going to complain. And I'm, even if I was hurting, it's big picture, it's fine. <laughs> it all work out okay. Um, is there anything going on in the Crown and uh, Down news? Is there anything in the world, really? I feel like the world has been kind of swept up in other news that I haven't had my finger on the pulse, admittedly. I mean, it would feel kind of self, not selfish, foolish for them to announce anything like this. I mean, there's been announcements in, you know, of like Netflix has movies coming out every week this year. Brace yourself. But uh, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of mums the word right now in terms of entertainment s- news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do we just want to get to this episode? What do we want to do here? <laughs> no, let's let's break format and. Uh... Mm-hmm. And sit silently for twenty minutes. No, I mean, there's no, there's nothing else to talk to. Yeah, I think we got we got to take a test. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep pushing for you to uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes because we we appreciate y'all and we, we would we would love to, you know, bring in more listeners. You know, but no, I, th- I think it's time, as you said, Dave, we take a test. Yes, the Balmoral test. <laughs> the the what Bal test? Balmoral. Okay, so bow morale. So, the only way to pass the bow moral test is to pass the bow. I don't know what I'm going for there. <laughs> people, people just. It's your idea to jump right into the episode. If we had another five minutes of Downton <laughs> Abbey news, I, I, we might have made it through. <laughs> just riffing here on nothing. Uh, yeah, this uh, is quite the unique opening where they kind of do the fake out that actually has to tie in with the rest of the episode, but you really have no idea what's going on at the top of this episode. Yeah, we get a, a, a Asian guy mm-hmm. hunting a stag, which I was like, oh, are we getting to the... This is the, a big thing in the movie, The Queen. There's a, a lot mm-hmm. of symbolism in the stag. 
and that's been on the show before too where they've shown a lot of like hey look at this deer over here oh there's symbolism there <laughs> so we're thinking what is this it's you know it, it's decent cg it's like a ps5 game stag yeah i mean for a netflix budget maybe they could do better but I'll take it's better it. than the elephant in africa mm-hmm. I, I thought the Af- elephant's the tops that was the one that like that's the high watermark like, yeah <laughs> i think it's been downhill ever since then well, well, I, I preferred this to the elephant. All right, well, you know, teach their own. Uh, yeah, they they shoot at it, but they only wound it. Yeah, and that's the that's the beginning of the episode. And there's definitely some symbolism here because they they, well, not it's not immediately apparent, but they they cut from that to um, Queen Elizabeth with the, with Queen Elizabeth with the the family. Uh, that they, they, you know they're having breakfast and they're excited by the news that they hear that a stag has been wounded and has crossed over into their land. Very symbolic, very, yeah. uh, and not so subtle shot at the the how spoiled these royal royal people are. Yeah, I, I mean, did this episode make you a little bit queasy or uncomfortable, Dave? I think this plot is is a very petty plot. About the stag specifically? Yeah, because what they say it's a fourteen point stag, and I believe I'm not yeah. a hunter, but uh, the points <laughs> mean how many. Um, a lot. <laughs> I do. I the the points means how many like points are on a, the antlers. So like a hundred mm-hmm. point stag has these giant sort of like Wendigo antlers, but a fourteen point's pretty big deal. So yeah, we see they all start sort of going crazy, you know? Yeah, and, and they they. They tease it out. So, you know, initially we see the the, the Asian guy. Uh, I think he's Japanese, they say. Yeah, Japanese. And, he's a Japanese gentleman. And, and, the, and the sniper who's with them. And they say that, okay, so they injure it, but they can't go in for the kill because it's crossed over into their, to their land. And what we hear is the royalty offers up their their land, part of their land as open game for, mm-hmm. for other people to come and... Uh, hunt on it's a way to uh, drum up some business although they don't see it that way they see it as a, a nice gesture <laughs> to others mm-hmm. um, but yeah now this wounded stag has crawled over to their land and they see it as an opportunity to put the thing to rest and then have this nice head to show on their wall well you say put this thing to rest as though that's the first uh, order of business no the first order of business is putting the the 14 point stag on the wall right Right, I mean they're they're definitely excited about that, but they try to couch it in like, no, we're doing the good thing here. We're trying to help this thing out. And it's like you're the ones who opened up this land for game hunting in the first place. You realize, but they're they're freaking out about this thing like it's some kind of earned victory. But mm-hmm. no, the work has been mostly done. They're just sort of picking up the scraps and getting the trophy. It's very much like the royal family yeah, in the it, world. It, that's that's fair. That's fair, dog. And, and it's also a thing where. I understand this is what the royals do, and that's like kind of their pastime is hunting and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, it's also one of those things where they don't look. It's not a good look <laughs> just to see them so bloodthirsty. <laughs> and it's not. It's not a good look to see them salivating at somebody else's hard work. Mm-hmm. Because we see they love the stalk. You know, they love yeah. the idea of going out there and like. We see it with the the queen and and the prime minister later in the episode. Mm-hmm. That you know, they, they, it is a thing in history for them to to learn this craft of stalking, and yeah. 
that's all well and good, but when you get a phone call that says, look, somebody already stalked this thing and did the work. It's going to die. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, we want to be the one to kill it so we can have our name under a plaque. Then yeah. that's where you lose me. I don't, I'm don't. i not turned off by the hunting because, I'm, I'm a little know. turned off by the hunting. I mean, you're royalty. It's, it's, it should be beneath you a little bit to get involved with killing things. I, I don't I mean, know. I mean, they do it in Dallas all the time. I mean, the, the, I think the difference with Downton, at least, is that you They're know not. Robert can't hit the broadside of a, of a shed. He's a terrible shot, you know, a little bit. So th- that's what makes me feel okay about it there. Well, I mean, they all have their, like, Batman or whatever they're called, the guys that just sort of do the work for them. Right, right. Regardless, we've um, spent a lot of time talking about this um, hunting and stuff. metaphor yeah. of, of Dave, what kind of scopes you like to use, man, when you go hunting, huh? I don't know. I got I to ask Brock Lesnar and Stone Cold Steve Austin about that. <laughs> okay. Um, so while they're at this weekend, we do see Charles and uh, Diana at the opera. And yeah, with Diana's grandmother. Yeah, in the middle, uh, kind of playing chaperone. Like, David, did you ever go on dates way back where you went to the movies and you had to have a parent with you or something like that on a date? No. I mean, I didn't like go on a lot of dates in high school. <laughs> but I guess Prince Charles is, what, 30 years old? So. Yeah. <laughs> it seems a little awkward no. that they're, they have to have this woman watching them as they do their thing, uh, which is just watching a, a, an opera. Um, but even when they, they say goodbye, they have to leave by shaking hands. He can't do any do any more touching of her. You, but it's crazy how watching that in 2021, it's like, shaking hands? What are you doing, Charles? Uh, yeah. And it's coronavirus. Like, and <laughs> Jokes like, oh, is that a frigid handshake? Yeah, like he, they barely touch hands. Um, but it, it's it's a weird thing where he says he's almost like arranging to see them by season. You know, he's like, well, I'm kind of busy for like the next, you know, spring, uh, and it seems like you're busy in the summer, right? So I'll see you in the fall or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you know, at this point, they're not they're not in a Official. relationship, so it's kind of it's one of those situations where. He's. I think geography says that they just won't be in the same place, so they're kind of thinking about. Yeah, I guess we're not going to be in the same place. Maybe we can make something work out, but maybe not. Otherwise, see, see well, you in November. It's 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 more of uh, Charles trying to push that initiative because he's half in on this whole thing. Whereas Diana's like, I kind of like you, and he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'll see you next fall. Bye. Yeah. See. See you when the the, the leaves turn. Cause she, yeah, cause she tells him like that seems like a long time for us to not see each other. Is it six months? They used to do that all the time. Yeah, I'm like my parents, my my dad would go on a boat for eight months. Yours, with dad? Mike? No. Oh, uh, oh yeah. your your, uh, your dad had a friend named Mike. No. Um. So, anyways, yeah, they're at the opera, and then the the show cuts to the CGI stag wandering around. Um. Literally, I think it cuts from Diana to the CGI stag. If you if you need to understand what the metaphor what it's supposed to be representing is, but there is someone who is coming to visit the house, coming to visit their weekend. Yeah, it's the uh, it's Prime Minister Thatcher and her husband, whatever his uh, first name is. They really don't take the time to to mention it. She calls him DT at one point, Uh-oh. which is DJT. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's short for uh, Dennis Thatcher or Denise Dennis. Thatcher. Dennis. 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 Uh, I do like that she calls him DT. It's like, all right. <laughs> she she seems like a robot. <laughs> she. I, I watched interviews w- with Thatcher to see how accurate um, Jillian Anderson's um, portrayal is. 
she sounds a lot more hoarse on this show than Thatcher ever did at that time period. Mm-hmm. She sounds like she can barely force out a sentence here, whereas Thatcher was, she was speaking, she was talking. Yeah, it seemed like she smoked c- consistently for like three years straight without stopping, and then just stopped. So she still it got almost, that like smokers. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like if almost every word she says is going to be her last. I don't think I'll enjoy that much. <laughs> I mean, she makes. She makes Olivia Coleman seem incredibly youthful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which is crazy because they're th- supposed to be close to the same age. Um, but, yeah, we, we see that she is facing opposition in, in this episode pretty mm-hmm. early on, that she wants to do a $4 billion cut uh, to, to budgets. Uh, and she's warned by her cabinet that it would decimate the public sector. She'd face mass layoffs. Uh that she's reminded of the conservative party it stands for moderation what she's proposing is wilding out there uh and that that she may she may turn the people against the party yeah <laughs> there you have it that's it man i mean that's it that's all <laughs> i mean they, they do a, a, a nice job at the beginning where they, they show her taking a group photo with her cabinet and it's a bunch of white dudes in her <laughs> it I really mean, shows that she is against them. spoiler alert it's the same thing at the end <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's the company she keeps. Uh, but she's frustrated by this because she she thinks it's unimaginative and, and cautious that it's not they're not doing anything to actually help the comp- country by by staying the course really. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want anyone faint of heart working with her. Yeah, she wants Pete. She wants you know say what you will about uh, politicians in general, but she wants to just rig, rig the deck to be all in her favor. Mm-hmm. So, first things first, though, she has to go stay at Balmoral. Yeah. <laughs> and what what does her husband tell her about uh, about Balmoral, Dave? He says they got these tests that they're gonna put you through the 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 ringer, and 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 see how you fit in with the gang. Mm-hmm. And you don't that, even know they're doing it. It's ruthless. Uh. Yeah, I mean, what expectations did you have in mind for what he meant by test day? What, what did you think was going to happen? More of anything? <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, like it turns into a like clue, the movie or something like that. Like there's a fake dead body and they have to figure out who did it. Well, I just I th- this reminds me of we have we have an old friend that unfortunately we're not really friends with now who pledged a fraternity in college, <laughs> and he said that he was th- you know like they warned him for months about what the the initiation was going to be. And then he said, when it came that weekend, they just made him sit by a fire pit for basically 12 hours with his buddies roasting a pig because they couldn't leave the pig unsupervised. So they just had the freshmen supervise the pig at night. That, that was it? That was, that was the yeah, he, he He was, you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm pledging a frat and they're going to haze me and make me do this embarrassing mm-hmm. thing. And he said, oh, well, they, they made me sit by the pig. Well, he did, he also was, was trying to make it like they were the coolest dudes in the world that they didn't haze him, that they just made him do that. But... Mm-hmm. I thought it would be some sort of uh, swerve to be like, oh, they're, they're just kind people who might be a little, you know, familial and, and yeah. try to earn your, you have to earn your place in their sort of card table kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, that that's kind of what it is here. It's not so much a test as like seeing if, can you hang? Can you hang with the the And, and it's, not, it's not even a can you hang. It's a will you hang. Yeah. Are you down? Are you still down? Uh. I mean, when they arrive there, the husband's cautious. He's reading, you know, they need to have um, 
you know, black ties and be ready, you know, for, for drinks in the evening and, and supper and stuff. And boy, do they make an entrance when they show up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness, they follow the rules. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, that, I, that can't be part of the Balmoral test because all the royal family seem like legitimately perturbed. They're like, oh, oh, you're dressed up. Like, yeah. So they just come back from their first stab at doing a hunt because they canceled their day's uh, plans. They needed to go yeah, hunt they, this imperial <laughs> stag as a family does and yeah they're totally not prepped for, for dinner when thatcher and and dennis uh show up ready for dinner mm-hmm. um, and th- but they act like <laughs> thatcher and dennis are the problem not them <laughs> not that it's it's six o'clock in the evening which uh phil says like it's tea time which i don't know much about british culture i think tea time is a little earlier than than six o'clock sometimes it can be about four in the afternoon uh I mean, I don't know. Six o'clock seemed good. Good time to start thinking about dinner. Well, either way, I think I think the whole thing gets blown out of proportion because it's like the queen rushes things, whereas mm-hmm. they can just go get changed and come back and do drinks, like the itinerary said. Yeah, but I mean, they are so inhospitable. You you hear mutterings among the family, like, "What are they doing?" Dear God, <laughs> it's so rude. It's so completely like indefensible and it's one of those things where it's like this is i feel like is the first time the show has tried to paint the royals as i mean we see them as out of touch when they have to interact with the real world but like when they have to just try and bring someone in and and try to understand their ways they are completely alien to other Mm -hmm. people like i I feel like you you see that more in this episode than you've ever seen in the rest of the show i definitely see the alien part but i i'm not all the way in on them being like mean to this moment i don't think they're bad to thatcher yeah i don't think they're mean so much as just completely rude yeah yeah i mean they're not they're not sympathetic that's for sure i don't know man when when you say out loud in front of someone what are they doing (laughs) dear god i don't know how you're supposed to interpret that hey that's the royals yeah i mean even phil saying don't be ridiculous it's tea time (laughs) damn dude well it's his house man what's in your tea what do you put in your tea man some schnapps He's at it's his house. He, I bet. He, you, does Phil get loaded at tea time? Do you think? No, I don't think so. Maybe I think back he's in the calmed day. down. Yeah, back in the day <laughs> with for Mike. Sure. It's tea time. Um, even Princess Anne. Okay, so well, they cut to dinner time, and Princess Anne is trying to make the sound of a buck, where she's kind of just hollering, and it's so awkward. And then her husband tries making the sound. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, her husband. This is a dud, man. I don't know much about Princess Anne, but her husband stinks. Yeah. He he can't wild out. He can't he can't make the animal sounds. I wonder if he passed the Balmoral test. I don't know. I think he's stuck in the bowels, bro. <laughs> I think he's clogged up in there. <laughs> uh, but Thatcher tries to ingratiate herself, uh, saying she heard that there was a sighting uh, down by the lock. You know, good old mm-hmm. Scotland down by the lock. And then Margaret's like, "Are you stupid?" <laughs> in a lot of ways, like, "Don't be ridiculous." Um, well, I mean, Mar- she literally Mar- says, "Don't be ridiculous." Margaret, Margaret is a, a known diplomat who helped get some stuff done, so she thinks she can get away with whatever she wants. I mean, she's also a person who married kind of a common man, so you'd think she'd be a little bit more understanding of, of the situation here, of, you know, a normal person with the royals. Well, I mean, clearly, as we know, she loves stooping down to the common level, right? Mm-hmm. No, she never did. She hates it. She Tony yeah. Armstrong was a fluke. Yeah. And so was uh, that other guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the old man, 
can't remember his name now. The old man. He's older. You sure but, uh, about that, Roddy? Oh, the boy toy. Oh no, he was the <laughs> he was just a sexy boy. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that one. Um, we do also see Thatcher. Yes, uh, Thatcher's husband Dennis. He has sympathy for the animal, and he he calls paying. He says paying people big money, uh, you know, that's just business. And the grandma tries to dismiss it, saying, "No, it's conservation." It's like, okay, you see things as tomato. Uh, I see it as tomato or something like that. You know, it's one one of those things. Sure. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Dave, tell me more about the silly game they play after dinner. I, I don't understand the silly game they played after dinner. The dibble, ibble dibble game? Yeah, it'll biddle, ziddle diddle. <laughs> so uh, the, the closest approximation that I could think was a, a, a game called Thumper, where you just, like, everyone has, like, a, a, mm-hmm. num, a, a symbol. So yeah. I think it's kind of like a pass the symbol and don't mess up the chain kind of thing. Right, you add to it as it goes along, but you you keep it. The, you know, you recite what had come before, mm-hmm. uh, and every if every time you get it wrong, you are supposed to imprint yourself with a ball of ink almost on your face. Or something. Yeah, so, like yeah, some smudge of some some sort. And uh, Thatcher watches on aghast at <laughs> what is going on here. Yeah, and I don't understand why this is a family playing a game after dinner. <laughs> I think if you're coming from the outside not knowing the royals to see them cutting this loose like a deuce like it is like what is going on here this is not how i expected the royals to get down <laughs> yeah but Just, you told you don't see um you don't see what's his name season one jumping in on this who's that mike <laughs> no not mike what's the what's the john lithgow oh uh churchill yeah i, don't, I Churchill's t- probably off smoking a stoke somewhere. I don't know. He's smoking a stoke in the room with them, burning the stoke on his head. Anthony probably shot up before he went in this room and played this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Wilson, he didn't do it. And, or McMillan. Well, McMillan probably got – Wilson got drunk, I bet you. He probably had a couple, two or three. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wilson definitely didn't do it. Oh, man. I don't know what you're going for there. McMillan, I don't know. He, he He's always just looking for his pants. I, I don't know. I, I just I don't imagine- think McMillan got invited. I did not get invited. There was no moral test for McMillan. I just see Richard Carlyle in this room saying, oh, yeah. do you enjoy these games that you play that make you look like silly fools? That is what I see going they on here. make the player appear ridiculous. That, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. I, I don't know if I agree with... I mean, I think that the game is silly. It does make the player appear ridiculous. But at the same time, I think Elizabeth really wants to have a personal connection with this female prime minister that's around her age. Like, I don't blame them. <sighs> I, I don't know if they're if they're actively trying so much as this is like, it sounds like it's a rite of passage. passage. So I don't even know. It doesn't seem like Elizabeth is that, is that invested. It's not like she's having a lot of one-on-one time with Thatcher during this weekend. Uh, she tries. Well, yeah. I mean, they go for a hike and then... That's not a hike. The hunt, and, but she didn't, she didn't bring any, any boots... Yeah, no. If, if I, the thing is, I can't be sympathetic for Thatcher at all in this episode, because they go they go for this this stalk, and Thatcher does not bring the uh, proper clothes. So the Queen is like, "Oh, everybody, let's not make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Just go with it." And then they yeah, start I mean, walking, and then Thatcher's like, or the Queen is like, "You need to wear these shoes, and and you probably shouldn't have those clothes. Did you bring any clothes?" And she said, "No." 
She says, why don't you go back and change, and you can be back here before lunchtime. Because these are day-long events. Mm-hmm. And then Thatcher just I, doesn't come back. Well, A, yeah, I don't I don't know what Thatcher was doing wearing only blue. Uh, I, you know this is like a weekend where they get down. I, I mean, you think she'd have a, a more casual change of clothes, but maybe she doesn't own it. I do like the record scratch when she walks out with the shoes, and they show, show the shoes first to let you know like everything's going to go sideways here, and the family just stares at her. Um, but the queen's trying to do damage control. Like Elizabeth is not piling on. I don't. If you're Elizabeth, though, why don't you say right there before you head off? Though maybe you should get a change of clothes because we're going to be out walking in there. I don't think you'll be comfortable. She has done this enough times and knows better by now in your fifties to tell someone you're not going to enjoy this. It, you know. It, I think she's trying to give her the benefit of the doubt and see how if Thatcher will acclimate. And she can see like Thatcher's uncomfortable. Like, this isn't necessarily a power play as much as it's, like, ignorance. I, th- I, th- I think it cuts a little bit both ways. And especially, I think it's hammered home uh, following this one. Yeah, Thatcher doesn't come back because she's got work to do. She's busy. Yeah, whatever. But she's sitting no, she, the, in that's BS. That's Queen Victoria's uh, chair, uh, as Margaret then tells her. Oh, <laughs> Margaret cuts but a promo it, for the ages. Go in, Dave. Describe it. Margaret's like... What are you doing? Like, you don't just come here and do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And Thatcher's like, huh? And it's like, that's not your chair. And why don't you just not work? Like, why don't you just take a load off? Come on. Yeah. What are you doing? And and Thatcher's like, bah, bah. Oh, and it, you know, no, I, I don't, I don't have sympathy for Thatcher in this sequence at all. She's, she bails on the queen. At the same time, it's like, Margaret, why are you going so hard on the prime minister for no reason, really? I mean, I get it. She's standing in the Queen Victoria's chair and stuff like that, but it's just like, give her some slack. I mean, just for a minute there. She, like, she would not... Why would she know where to sit and where not to sit? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll give her that, but she should... Thatch, I mean, that Thatcher's not playing the game. She's not even trying to play the game. I I don't know. I, I think is she? Might. How is she pl- trying to play the game? Tell me what she's doing to to be accommodating. She to showed them. up. The fact that she showed up <laughs> to a hunting weekend like, with only blue clothes. Well, it, to be fair, it was not communicated to her necessarily that it was going to be a hunting weekend because only because the stag wandered into that land are they even canceling all their events to go hunting and do stuff. We don't actually know what they're going to do with that weekend, anyways. Just, we know they're, they're going to the festival. Hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's for sure. And I think so, they said that. I think they make reference to the fact that they were going. Stalking was on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Either mean, way, I can't. I can't sympathize with somebody being invited. If I invited you to my house and said, "Let's go do this thing," and you said, "Okay," and then you realize you weren't prepared, and you said, "Okay, I'm just gonna go back and I'll get ready. I'll be back in an hour," and you never came back. Who's at fault for that? Who's who like, has pie on their face? I feel like that's happened with us, Dave, on, on some of our trips with friends. But I, I, I think that the the thing you have to address before you go out there is, like I said, tell the person beforehand, hey, you, you know, dress appropriately. <laughs> but Thatcher, Thatcher like, wouldn't have done it. So do you think that if Thatcher had changed her clothes to be more earth tone and washed away her perfume, she would have stalked all day? I think she would have given it a go. I mean, where's I don't Dennis, know. Dennis she would not have given it a go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I w- didn't. She didn't, her, she didn't right? want to. He didn't go. Was Dennis at the home the whole time? He didn't go out with her, right? No, that man. That man's not a man. He's okay. a boy toy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, but we kind of see though. Uh, yeah, Thatcher has had enough by the time she's watching this event that they have going on. Uh, 
it's like almost like a show of strength where they have to throw a rock. It's a caber toss. There's it's all like Scottish games, which are very much like mm-hmm. mas- masculine, like the standing on a stump and hurling a, a stone and doing a caber toss, which is throwing a log. Yeah, and, and the husband calls it like he sees it. it. Says it's boorish, snobbish, and rude of a certain class. But the thing is, that's not even like royal stuff. That's like going to the town fair. Yeah, it's just getting down and having a good time. So that's that's that you're disrespecting just Scottish people. Yeah, it's a different brand of like okay, you, you, you know, you say you're you you want to be of these people, but you're, you're kind of you're really looking she, down on. She them didn't here. want to be of any people. It seems like, aside no. from politicians who agree with her. That's the thing. She is a hard person to figure out like what her deal is exactly because mm-hmm. it seems like she wants to leave an imprint, but it doesn't seem like she wants to be around anyone or have any friends or anything. <laughs> She's she's icy. She's the definition of icy. Uh, yeah, but it's that moment where she says, you know, if the country is going to turn a corner, it needs to change top to bottom. As she stares down Elizabeth down there. By, she, by the way, she, Dave, did you notice it? I feel like in this episode, more than ever, you start to see Elizabeth and Phil look older. Do they? Because like I feel like Phil looked a little bit older in this episode, and I feel like they made Elizabeth look. I don't know dressed her down in some way to make her look older i felt that i felt that they felt more common yeah so maybe it's they're not all dolled up as much right um but right before uh thatcher leaves uh charles arrives at balmoral um and he's uh, uh, on the phone asking camilla to come for the weekend Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is like the first hint like wait wait We, we knew last episode he was still talking to her but now they're actually going to show Camilla, like, oh, this is actually going to be a heavier presence than we expected. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't he's, say. He's, he's, he hasn't quit her. Yeah, he just can't. And what's so important to decline an invitation, Dave? What? The, 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 I, well, I know she's a she, woman and she's a wife. and she's Yeah, I was going to say, that is, that's what it is. It's, it's really <laughs> yeah. just her life. She can't keep living this lie anymore. Yeah, it's like, come on, Charles, stop being a dummy, man. <laughs> it's just, it, it, you missed you missed the boat because your family she's, forced she, you. She, she's like, what about this Diana? If you want, like her so much, invite her. Yeah. And Charles is like, all right. I'm not yeah, thrilled I mean, about it, but I'll do it. Yeah, he's like, she's pushing him, like, just try her out. Just give in, you know, go for it. She seems nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. The... Diana arrives. It's almost like two halves of the episode. The first well, half like, is oh, no, it, yeah, it's 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 more like uh, the first two thirds and the last third. Mm-hmm. And we see uh, Diana's grandma's already there. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. Like, how how'd she get there? I mean, did she arrive just minutes before her? Or and, what? They, and they make a reference to the fact that she's kind of like a suck up. So it's funny to me that she's kind of so rigid with the rules, with you know, watching the the goodbye between Charles and Diana when. She just seems to want, as she says to Diana, it's the most important weekend of her life. She has to do make an impression on these people because it will change her family's trajectory if she does well here. And Granny's right. Granny knows what's up. Yeah. So the, she says, you know, she jokes. She's getting along well with the family. She says, you know, going fishing first time in Scotland. I hope I managed to catch something else in a cold. <laughs> oh, she's um, quipping. She's got dad jokes for days. Absolutely. And... I think grandma asks, is this one a friend friend or a girlfriend? And Anne says it's in the balance. <laughs> yeah. Diana and looks and I feel like is, um, 
is our is the closest thing we have to the Dowager Countess. Granny? Anne. Oh, Anne, yeah. She's like yeah, a she's young quipping. she just like quips, quips. All day. She might not relate to the main plot, but she'll make a a, a stag if she wants to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plot twist though, she has to get up at 5:30 in the morning, Diana. Cuz when when you when this scene started when they're like he wants you up now, who did mm-hmm. you think wanted her up? I thought it was like Charles. <laughs> Me too, obviously. Yeah. I mean, but it, ain't, it ain't Charles. No, someone's got designs for her. It's it's Phil. <laughs> it's Philip. <laughs> Philly. Good old Phil steak. Um, he asked her to join him. Uh, he he tells her there's great excitement in the household, and uh, you know, you tell me, let's find it, out what this hype is all about. Yeah, the excitement isn't the stag; it's you. <laughs> Uh, she goes me and my so, son get along so well we're best of friends right I never did any wrong to him in my whole life no <laughs> he loves me he calls me father all the time <laughs> and I tell him I am your father all the time um, he, he says are you okay getting wet and she's like I'm okay getting wet and Phil's like oh <laughs> he's like Chappelle show he's like I didn't know you get wet <laughs> Come on. As angel dust. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah, they like that she's a country girl, you know, at heart. And she likes cleaning. She, she's a cleaning lady. She yeah, and I like... A couple I, beginnings. I think Phil does an excellent job with Diana here. Oh, yeah. I give all the prop because Philip, as, as much as he is an outsider in this family, he's lived a charmed life. He did have mm-hmm. to go to this boarding school, but that's also like a prep school for, for rich people. You know, like yeah. he he had his struggles, but they're like their first world problems. Whereas I think Diana is very much just an average human. Mm-hmm. Granted, she's not struggling to live, but she's no. not like thriving. But she's you also see a where, child. Like, the, the Cinderella uh, like storylines come from in the news and yeah, everything. Yeah, like, oh, definitely. Okay, she came from not too much going on. Uh but we get the climatic scene of the stag and, and trying to take it down. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to take a shot. And she says, to the left, to the left. And he's and he like, says, how do you know? And she says, she look, says at the, look at the clouds. They're to moving the left, to, to the, the left. left. Everything you own in the box to the left. What, what's that you said? Don't worry, your kids will love it. <laughs> you might not and, like it. <laughs> yeah. And he takes a shot stag is down and she asks him did you shoot to the left to the left and he said he just he just nodded and winked he's like i like you you've done good (laughs) yeah you've done good babe and i mean to his credit phil comes back and tells the family she helped bag the stag Mm -hmm. you know it's all her and she's like no it was you phil and he's like no 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 and he's like chuck chuck (laughs) Yeah. You're done good, brother. Marry her now. And then Charles runs away with a tail between his legs, calling Camilla. Phil's telling me to marry her. I can't do it. I can't do it. But then we see, that we see this like this sort of perverse side of Camilla and Charles mm-hmm. where Camilla's like, that kind of gets her grind, gets her gears going. She's kind of more into Charles knowing that like he mm-hmm. is doing this. And it's like, oh my goodness, you people are awful. I hate you. 
Yeah, I mean, Charles is telling her, like, this is, this may not make you happy. And she's like, oh, no, it actually doesn't. This is not, she's a triumph. This is not good. Uh, but it's like. But she's she's kind of like, but I'll sneak over. I'll be there next weekend. You know, I read recently uh, someone who said that they're thankful that people told them to watch the first three seasons of The Crown uh, before season four because it helped them be a little bit more forgiving of Charles. And, mm-hmm. and I can see that, just knowing his upbringing, where he's come from, being forced into the situation. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if you're coming into this cold, yeah, I can see how you just be like, Charles is a bad man, and this family's awful. <laughs> well, those are both correct statements as well. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely true. But I, I, it helps to have that understanding to, to see how, we, how we're getting into this, this predicament. Indeed. That's the only way to put it. Mm-hmm. And this is really what the test was, we find out. Diana passed it with flying colors, which is just entertaining the family, participating being, in the Being stag. a human? Yeah, being jovial, being fun. But yeah. I think it's something where it helps when you're a little bit young and a little bit more impressionable, whereas Thatcher is a little bit more set in her ways. It's gonna, it's, it's asking a lot for her to conform a little bit to your family values and, and what you're doing there. I, I, I still disagree. I think if you're, okay. if you're invited to somebody's house and, and you're a... a you know, stick a bump mug. in the road, then you are, you are not being a good guest. Well, I mean, all of it doesn't matter anyways, because, uh, Thatcher is making a list and she's checking it twice. Yeah. She's cutting all the naughty ones. <laughs> Did this sequence make you laugh, Dave? Because she it's literally, like, it's like she, oceans 11. <laughs> well, I, there's something about like, <laughs> she puts names on the list sits them down to talk to him, cross the name out the list, and then you see this old white guy peering out of the car as it pulls away, and you see it multiple times, like an old white man peering out the side of the window, like looking, like, poor me. And it's like, <laughs> sucks to be you. Don't Not really. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she's got her own people to bring in. She's bringing in the cabinet. She brings in George Clooney. She brings in Brad Pitt. Elliot Gould is there. Don Cheadle. Don Bernie Cheadle. Mac. Yeah. Uh, Scott Kahn, Scott Kahn, Casey yeah. Affleck, yeah, Julie Roberts is there too for just for is show. She in, is she in the eleven? I don't think she's in the. She's the twelfth and twelve. No, she's in eleven. No, but she's not. She's not in the eleven. She's oh, the twelfth okay. and twelve. Either way, she's she's uh, on on the bench for the cabinet. So she's she, she's. We see Andy Garcia cabinet. walking out all upset. <laughs> yeah, those are his casinos. <laughs> yep. And uh, Asian Pacino guy. Is, is, is there like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> keep me around. Um, Elizabeth has, has a conversation though with her about like, what's going on here? What's the deal? She's like, come on, can't we be humans? Can't we get along? And this is where, I, I'm sorry, Dave, you can, you can be down on Thatcher, but Elizabeth, I mean, Thatcher asked Elizabeth, you know, did you enjoy your whole weekend? And Elizabeth says, I'm mystified by people who don't feel at home at Balmoral. That they don't enjoy the weather or see the fun. It's like, I can easily see how someone feels out of place in that whole situation. <laughs> Invite me there to try and ingratiate myself. I don't know if I'd fit in with you, uh, with all y'all, okay? <laughs> if we got any Netflix producers that want to throw the two of us, I'll, I'll, do, I'll pass the moral test. Corey's going to fail. That's fine. I, I don't know if I want to be in that world. <laughs> I don't either. I'm going to be like Tom Branson. I have a bunch of cow poop in a, in a thing. But it's just like, you know, Elizabeth saying, like, you know, we I don't know how people can't see kindness in what we do. All the other people see is, like, blood sports. And it's like, I can easily see how it's just a blood sport, okay? Uh, okay. Anyways, though, uh, 
Liz gives her some advice that, you know, it's dangerous to make en enemies everywhere. And that's just, she's, she's down with that. She's like, not if you're comfortable having enemies, which you want your name on the list, <laughs> Elizabeth? You're about to be. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Gotta add the name to the list. Uh, draw a line through it, and we're going to see Queen Elizabeth looking out the window. <laughs> New <laughs> queen walks in. <laughs> It's, it's Margaret, uh, baby. Well, no, it would not be Margaret. It's no. Diana. Yeah. Um, but Thatcher gives a, like a promo too, uh, where she says, you know, you need to have some injuries to show you've gotten something done, you know, that you haven't been a coward. And then she takes out a knife and cuts her arm in front of her, and she's like, she, what she now? She starts doing like Mark Wahlberg in fear. She just starts punching herself in the <laughs> chest yeah. over just and over and over and over. Beating her chest. <laughs> uh, great movie, Fear. Um, anyways... Uh, Anne is talking to Charles, asking him what she's going to do about Diana. She says, what she, you going to do, brother? Yeah. She's got legs like a cow or something like that, along those lines. What I, you going to do that. when Diana runs wild on you? Yeah. And uh, she tells him to not fight it. You know, she's perfect. So she passed and, the ball. And, and they reference, they outright reference, like, she passed yeah. the test. She, bit, yeah, she what else checks all the boxes. Know? It's one of those things too, where I feel like everyone has that one friend where they they have a, a girl they're around all the time. It's like, what are you stupid? <laughs> Just date her. I can't. Come on, dude. You invite her over for the weekend, dude. Why not? Yeah. What what, what is your game plan here? Um. So we see uh, a montage at the end of the episode. Mm hmm. Thatcher is welcoming her people in her new cabinet. You know, they clearly have her back. They're friendly towards her. Uh, which I, I question the, the, I mean, the politics over there in Britain. I mean, it may not be that different from the U.S. where you can just clear out your cabinet like it's nothing. <laughs> and I mean, put in your friends, I, I guess. Yeah. What happened to what happened to the mooch? I mean, yeah, didn't last long. What <laughs> happened to Spicer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, gone. Uh, unfortunately not forgotten. Uh, we also see the stag head go up in the study as a, as a trophy. Yeah. But we don't see whose name goes under it. Yeah. I don't know. Is it Diana? We don't know. Yeah. I, I, maybe we'll see in episode three. No, knowing this show, we'll never hear about it again. And as if you couldn't figure out what the symbolism was of that stag, they then cut to Diana walking, you know, as the paparazzi hunt her down, taking photos. Yeah. <laughs> So it's one of those things where, you know, I don't, I don't exactly understand symbolism other than, you know, she's, she's like an animal who they Who's think they're wandered t into this world and they're going to kill her. Right. No, it's, I think it's a thing where they think they're showing kindness to her. Like they think they show into the stag to put a, like a literal note on it, but it's not kindness. This is something that can, will ultimately, you know, be of her demise, you know? Yeah. So there you have and it. And little does there. you know that Charles is going to turn into McNulty. <laughs> he literally is going to turn into Dominic West. Um, Dave, I did not have enough time to get in all the research for this episode, but I'm assuming that this weekend was not compressed where they were all there in the same weekend. <laughs> uh, we it, don't it, need it's to. true, though, that, that Balmoral was not her cup of tea. She, she was not into it. No, duh. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that is that episode. I, I do like the one quip, though, when Thatcher and her husband, Dennis, show up 
uh, for tea, they, they say, are they going to be wearing pajamas for, uh, for lunch? Because <laughs> they're just all out of sorts. That's right. All out of sorts. All kinds of out of sorts. Yeah. Well, I'm Dave, I'm, I'm really curious to hear who's down for you this week. Was this okay. a good episode, by the way? Was this a this, good episode? I, I think I like an episode of a show like this that condenses the timeline and puts it in one place. I do like they're playing to the rafters a little bit in this one, and it's it's a bit of a shakeup in terms of how they present the worlds. So I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed. Yeah, because you, you know I'm not very sympathetic to them, but I'm in this episode. I think that they're in the right more often than not. Yeah. So sure. going down at number three on the power rankings, I got the the, the Japanese diplomat. That's his kill, man. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. You should you should have got. I mean, his name or, I mean, I was thinking about should I just put the stag at number three because the stag gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, number three, I got Thatcher's cabinet. They are all just out <laughs> of jobs, staring out windows, looking lonely. <laughs> anyone They're all white men. They're fine. This Japanese dude's just trying to kill a deer. That's true. But I, I recommend anyone to go back and watch this episode. Just that that montage of the people just looking so lonely, looking out windows, like. <laughs> and put on um, whoever does the soundtrack for Ocean's Eleven. It's very stylized. Yeah, for sure. Well, who's number two, Dave? I got Charles at number two. Okay. He Charles is not in charge. In charge, right here. Not at all. He's and I, and I, I think I think Camilla I think Camilla's really playing him, and he's yeah, he's not in control. This man is not in control. And there's also he a thing too where he you can't appreciate how good Diana is. Like she yeah. checks all the boxes, but he's so caught up on Camilla that he can't like commit all the way. I feel like this is a thing that exists in the public sphere, uh, but. Uh, in, I, I, I mean, you look at Camilla and it's like, her? Really? You want to jeopardize this whole thing for, for her? <laughs> All right. We already saw this with her with uh, the old uncle who had to abdicate or whatever that word is, the throne. Abdicate. Abdicate. Yeah. Sign. It was, you know, it's a word that I never use. Who's your number two down? A stag. It got shot and killed. <laughs> Yo, you got the stag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's dead. The poor thing. It seemed like it was trucking along too, as much as they said like it needed to die. I was like, I think this guy, the thing's got another couple years in it. Well, I mean, I think if it if it did make its way to safety, it would have healed. I hope. But the fact that it was walking slowly means it's at a disadvantage. So. Yeah. Well, who's number one, Dave? It's Thatcher, man. I can't. She she screws everything up this episode. She can't work with people, so she she it's a very it's a very Trumpy move. She cuts mm-hmm. all of her people and puts yeah. in people she likes, and then. When asked to be a decent house guest, she just like perpetually like doesn't do things right because of the and I don't I think if she were to simply say like the itinerary said six o'clock, I need to wear black tie. That's why I'm in black tie. They would have been like, oh, that's our bad. Well, I think but she does. Elizabeth kind of was aware of that without having to say like, oh, yeah, that's right. We should probably I don't think Elizabeth that. knows what the what the itinerary <laughs> that's given to guests is. Yeah, Thatcher yeah. does does not do it. I, I was upset with Thatcher this whole episode. Okay. Well, number one going down, I got Prince Charles, man. He is in a bad situation. <laughs> he's not in charge, man. No, and he's he's about to get locked into something that's even worse. So, And I don't like how he's two-timing uh, Diana. So. Let, the man, let the man two-time a little bit. Should we? I mean, he sowed his oats. I guess no. <laughs> he sowed quite a few yeah, oats. His, so. his royal oats have been sown. He, he's doing Diana dirty. He's making her a dirty Diana, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Sorry, Charles. You suck. <laughs> well, well, who you got going up? I got three number. I got, number three, I got Phil. The dude's having a, a ball have, hanging out with Diana. 
And he's just licking his lips the entire time. He's salivating. <laughs> yeah, he's enjoying this. How, how often does he get to hang out with a, a, a young, attractive woman who's strong and independent? Let Phil have one more time, okay? One more go. Strong, a, strong a, and independent, adjacent. She's she's definitely like supported by her family. Yeah, she's a cleaning girl, though. You know, well, who's yeah. number three for you, Dave? I got Margaret. I think she comes in there. She cuts a promo. I, I think, think we she's see like a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah, and I think that because the way that scene works is I we don't get much attention paid to Margaret in general, but she mm. makes it like she's gonna walk out the door and she like doubles back. She chooses to cut that promo. She could just leave. Yeah. She said, you you're, you got invited to my house. And you don't want to play by my rules. You mm-hmm. should play by my rules. Okay? And then she, I think it's a, it's an all-timer for Margaret. Okay. Helena Bottom Carter is, is really um, capturing spinster Margaret very well. All right. Well, number two, I got Thatcher. She does the business. She, she, like, it doesn't matter if she's, she shows up and she's out of place at Balmoral. She's like, you know what? I'm gonna leave. And we've had friends like that where we have we can get away, Dave. And some people were like, "I didn't know leaving early was an option." <laughs> and then they just left. And that's what Thatcher does. And then she's like, "I got business she, to attend to." She Irish exits. Not a, not something that she would probably take pride in knowing that we said with her name, but she yeah, definitely she Irish exits. Uh, yeah, Balmore. and she quote unquote reshuffles her entire cabinet, which I, I just read actually it wasn't quite as cutthroat as they make it appear in the show, and it didn't happen until late 1981 if this is supposed to be the 80s but or 1980 so either or though she gets the job done and then she lets elizabeth know i'm not done yet at the end of the episode so it's one of those things where i think in the past we've seen elizabeth take a couple blows and cut a promo that made her end up being up and do work i think that's what happened here it happens here with thatcher she she does the job she gets she gets the up okay well that was your number two mine my number two is diana okay she gets swooped away into this world. Her grandma says, look, don't screw this up. And Diana's not even trying. Yeah. That's how much of a natural she is. Well, I mean, I mean, for those same reasons, I got number one, Diana. She is about to see a whole new world. She she bagged a stag, and she's impressed the whole family. She passed a moral test. What more could you ask for her? Yeah, I think I, the reason I wouldn't give her number one is because I don't think she's, she's really aware of, of the consequences. I think no. she just like, is all in on this sort of like let's well, let's do this thing. And I think this is it. as good as it's going to get for her, you know. <laughs> so let's give her the up. <laughs> well, I think all the way up, all the way up. Mm-hmm. He bags the stag. Does it's he? It's Prince though? Phil. It's Prince Phil. What a dog! This, that guy is a the quote unquote definition of a dog. <laughs> he's playing the ibble dibble game. Mm-hmm. He's stalking. He's getting he, his dibble. He's the one that's like, why? Why do I gotta go change my clothes? I want my tea. Yeah. And then how does he make <laughs> up for that disappointment? He bags the stag, a fourteen pointer. That's a good deal. And he's the one that says, I think, considering the relationship between Prince Charles and Prince Philip, I think it's a real step that he said, look, let me let me kind of vet Diana for the day. Yeah. And he knows he he wanna it's a power play of power plays because he knows she's only around for two days. She's only around for the weekend. He goes. Come on, up at five o'clock. I'm going to take you'll you away be with me all day. day. <laughs> yeah, and then he comes back. He's like, "Son, good work, my brother." And, and Charles is like, <laughs> "Do I have to?" <laughs> She's so much more attractive than Camilla, Charles. <laughs> Anyways, though, enough of that. Uh, there we have it. You know, 
that is That's the episode two. season two. The Balmoral test, we we passed through it. We've gotten through the other side. That's true. I mean, hopefully. I'm kind of shocked how fast the, the wedding is coming up between these two. I thought there'd be more of a courtship. Uh, I, is the I wedding next? I haven't. I, I don't know what, how the timeline. I think that's. I think it's. I mean, he's. The, I mean, the episode ends with them setting up for the the wedding. It seems like right. So I'd be surprised if we're waiting that much longer for it. I think it's episode nine. Okay, we'll, we'll see when <laughs> we get there. This turns into like the, the difference between Downton Abbey season two and Downton Abbey season three, where it goes from like a season that takes eight years to a season that takes three months. Yeah, <laughs> they just play fast and loose with time. Um, all right. Well, that that's this week. Um. Dave, have you been watching anything else out there? Uh, the other day I watched a, a film called Welcome to Marwan with Steve Carell. Oh, jeez. That's like the yeah. only thing that I watched this week. You, you, I think from, you, saw, you said somewhere you saw Coming to America for the first time? I saw it. That was a couple weeks ago. I, I With all the hype between Coming to America, mm-hmm. uh, our friend Haley posted on, on the Lords of Grantham Lounge that a gif of uh, Coming to America, and I had never seen oh, it, so I watched it the other day. What would you think? It's great. It works. <laughs> There's so many good bits in that movie. <laughs> I think a lot of those like culty '80s comedies can kind of fall flat on their faces if you if you haven't seen them as a young mm-hmm. person. But that yeah. one really worked. I saw that as a young person. It, it came out the weekend I was born. I feel like a kinship to it. Uh, There's so many good scenes. The, the scene I always think of in that movie is when they're checking out apartments. And they go in there and they see the chalk outline of a body on the floor. And he's like, it's a damn shame what they did to the dog too. And there's a chalk outline of the dog also. <laughs> and I just think about that every time I'm apartment hunting, just expecting to go in there and see blood on the wall and like the outline of a, of a body on the floor. I think a sleep, not, not a sleeper, but I'm shocked that Arsenio didn't get a big film career from that movie. Well, he probably had that into a late night hosting. I mean, I know that, that, but yeah, I know. I know. I think it's a shame that Arsenio You think did. like Eddie went from like, a couple stand-up specials to being an icon of of well, he was already comedy. an icon by the by the time of that movie between uh, Forty Eight Hours and uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, that's his that's his big one. But and he, but Arsenio's on his level the whole movie. Like Arsenio oh, yeah. does not f- falter. You know? know, he is he's firing with Eddie. I, I have high hopes for for the sequel. That that movie's a classic. <laughs> yeah, that's you know I wanted to see it because I wanted to jump in on the sequel, and I know like. The glaring omissions column. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Oh, my God. Great movie. Great movie. Marwin, on the other hand, not a great movie. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't sound like it I was listening to um, the Blank Check podcast, which breaks down discographies, and I listened to their Forrest Gump episode, and they said, Marwin is the closest that Zemeckis has gotten to Gump since Gump. Oh, wow. So I was like, and that wasn't a compliment. They they trashed Forrest Gump, deservedly so. But they said, you know, as far as like the sort of. You used to like Forrest Gump. I think every adult turns on Forrest Gump. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, but it's a movie about kind of a emotionally stilted protagonist and his sort of world around him. So, And we had watched the documentary it's based on in our movie club, mm-hmm. and I said, I, I got to see what this is about because I want to jump in on this podcast when it comes out. And, yeah, oy, it is a, it's like two hours and change. Good God. Steve Carell is good, but it is a, I, yeah. you know. I, d- I didn't pay for it. I'll say that. <laughs> there, there you go. What about you? Anything good? I'm still watching Cobra Kai. I just finished season one, and it's it's good. It, like it, it's ultra cheesy, but again, I can't stress enough, Dave. It's like our level of humor. <laughs> I think in terms of so just would like, I having no connection to Karate Kid, would I like Cobra Kai? I think so because the lead character is such a piece of work. Like, I, is it the what's his the the Karate Kid? Well, he's the 
one B to the one A, which is the bad guy from uh, the Karate Kid. Okay, is the Karate Kid streaming? Because I'm sure I've seen it as a kid, but I, it, I should I should was, just watch think, it again. I think it's for money now. It costs uh, like two or three dollars to stream it now. But, I'll, okay, uh, I'll see what I can do. See if I can <laughs> yeah. afford that. I use some Patreon. It's been around money. for 35, 36 years now. But uh, I've definitely seen it, but it just like it wasn't a staple of my childhood like it was for a lot of people in our age group. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it, it's earned its spot at number one, number two on the Netflix uh, rankings right now. I think it's at. Okay. And again, this well, Bridgerton's number one. By Netflix. I know, I know. This podcast is not funded, but funded by Netflix. I promise. <laughs> if it was funded by Netflix, the English game would be pushed more in the algorithm. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> absolutely, for sure. <laughs> we did not help it at all. Uh, aside from that, I think we got to wrap this up. Yeah. We just gotta say we got a big, big old. Speaking of Scotland, we got a big old get well soon to the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, who has the the coronavirus. Yeah, from, get well uh, soon, brother. From Scotland, he he's got to get well to beat Goldberg in a couple of weeks. So, yeah. Uh, but until then, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Lords of Grantham. Doc, uh, the Lords of Grantham. Yep. Uh, All our social links will be in the episode description as well as mm-hmm. pin tweet for our merch. Yeah, get us on Patreon. Five five bucks gets you a bonus episode every month in our entire backlog, and one buck gets you into the Lords of Grantham Lounge. Well, five dollars gets that too. So, and uh, I think that's it. I think we can wrap it this week. That's it. Nice little meaty episode. A couple minutes longer than usual over here. A lot of debate on our ends, you know. Yeah, you know. Let's see if Thatch can step her game up next time. Right. All right. All right. We'll catch you next time. Yep.